Hello, everyone. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> I, once again, we are back. It is Wednesday. We are back. We are back. We are back. Today's topic is, you know, it's so interesting because the today's topic basically is keep people out your business. Keep people out your business. This is one of those super common marital advice given to you from anyone. You ask anybody what they will tell you. And one of the things is keep people out your business. Now, this particular message, we're going to talk about that and really talk about God's will. Remember last week, check it out. And concerns of this, but it's very important. And you and I pray that everyone that listens to this will get a um, a real good understanding of the importance of keeping people out your business. It's important. <laughs> now, before we begin um, speaking about, you know, talking about the whys of keeping people out your business, I do want to first make a mention that God. God, there's wise counsel for a reason, right? So yes, we're keeping people out of our business, but we do embrace the wise counsel. Hear me out on this and hear this well. We do take the wise counsel that has been given to us by God. That's who we accept. And so now this is wifely wisdom. So we're, you know, we're tailor making this um, one for marriage. So we're keeping people out of our marriage, keeping people out of the business of our marriage. That is so important. But we embrace wise counsel. So let me explain to you why that makes all of the sense. Okay. (laughs) So bear with me. Okay. Counsel. So wise counsel, counsel is ordained by God. Okay, kings have counsel, even King Solomon, right? King Solomon, he was, um, God gave him wisdom that no um, man ever had before him. And even he had counsel. King David had counsel. People in the Bible, this is biblical sound, biblically sound. People in the Bible has counsel. They had counsel. They had counsel. We God gave us counsel. Yes, we God is our first counselor. Understand that. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But we God has given us counsel in form of a man. Um, to help us. Right? So I want to read a scripture, which is Psalms 1, verse 1. So we're just, you know, when you get into the book of Psalms, you're opening it up and you're going right into the importance of counsel. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scornful. So this is letting you know that you, if your counsel is godly, if it's meaning if it's sent from God, that means you are blessed. You are truly blessed. So important, guys. So important. So you want to make sure you want to listen Counsel is good as long as it is ordained by God. And um, so now you have in order to now you have to use discernment, right? Because once again, based off of Psalms one, verse one, 
Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So that's letting you know there is ungodly counsel. There is wicked counsel. Meaning there are people who are sent, um, who are unfortunately used by the enemy to sent to cause wreck havoc and cause issue in your lives. And as we are speaking about marriage, in your marriage. So there is a such thing. And that is what we're, and that is, that's really the basis of what we're talking about today. Where it's just keep people out your business, Right. Is that counts you want that ungodly counsel exists? It is true. Wicked counsel exists. It is true, and so it is important to keep that away from you because you want sound. You want good counsel. Now you have to use discernment. You have to use discernment because wicked counsel will find their way. What is discernment? The discernment is the discernment is the ability to judge well right? Um, what are the synonyms of discernment? Cleverness, wisdom, awareness. So you have to be aware and you have to be aware. You have to use wisdom. Hi, wifely wisdom. Catch that. You have to use wisdom when it comes to whoever you have in your life that you have granted the access to speak into your marriage, to give you advice unto your marriage. Marriage is that, that, that is, That is not a game to be played. And the last thing you want is ungodly counsel and wicked counsel speaking into your marriage, speaking death into your marriage, you know, speaking that into your marriage. It's so important. Now, God is our first counselor and teacher. So if you remember, we put God first in every area of our life. Every area of our life, we put God first. And yes, I am talking with my hands if you can if you feel that. I am talking with my hands. I can't help it. <laughs> but every area in our life, we put God first, which means he's also our first counselor, our teacher. He's the first person we go through, go to, excuse me. He's the first person we, um, God is the first, not person, excuse me. God is the first being that we go to. God is the first who we go to. God is our counselor, our teacher. When you go to God first, God will direct you to counsel after his own heart. He will bring counsel, wise counsel after his own heart. That is very important. You don't just go to anybody. I don't care how close you are to them. I don't care how much you love them I don't care how much they love you or how much you perceive that they love you 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 understand what I mean um but you must go to God about everybody and if you have already been speaking with people about um speaking to people and, and concerns of your marriage and concerns of marital woes marital issues things that you've been you trying to figure out advice on things your husband is doing you want to take a second because that is a serious that is a serious um um, assignment. Okay. And you want to really go to before God and bring that person before, meaning you want to bring that person before God, meaning you want to pray about that person, seek God. You want to seek God about everything in your life. And if, especially if you have somebody that you are very comfortable with going to about your marriage, it's very important. It's very important marriage and I know I say it very important all the time because marriage is very important in every single episode that is played I will it will always be stressed the importance of marriage marriage is a special union formed by God for his glory it was formed by God for his glory Adam came eat then God made Eve for Adam the first ministry Jesus did was turn water into wine at a wedding. Marriage is important. 
God speaks about marriage throughout the Bible. Marriage is taught throughout the Bible. We have spoken about marriage in the Bible. And I pray that you have listened to the episodes and I pray that you've meditated on the word so that you can understand the importance of marriage. Now, so now that we understand that how important marriage is to God, you have to understand the enemy hates marriage. So he will do anything to break up a marriage that includes sending ungodly counsel, wise counsel, counsel that God has never sent you. God never told you to speak to this person about your marriage. God never told you to ask to talk to this person in concerns of your marital issues, your marital woes, um, and going into deep places of places where your husband may have fallen short. That that is dangerous. Enemy wants nothing more than for you to have ungodly counsel. That is why it's important to put everyone first and keep the rest of them people out your business. Now, how do you know? So you have someone in your life, you're un- you prayed about it. What's one of the ways you can test to see if this is ordained by God? What is the fruit of your conversations? What does that mean? What, what's, what, what happens after the conversations? What advice is given in concerns of your conversations? When, when you go to your person or even if you vent, what is being said? Are you being corrected? And how are you being corrected? What are you being corrected on? You want to ask, what's the fruit of the advice you've been given for your marriage? Now, I want to read a scripture in concerns of what the fruit of God is. So we're going to go to Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. So this is explaining what the fruit of God is. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. So when you're given marital advice, um, is it give, is it leading you to love? <laughs> is it leading you to joy, peace? Is the person reminding you to be patient? Is the person reminding you of to be kind, goodness, faithful, gentle? Are they reminding you to have self-control when you're getting upset, when you're venting? Are they saying, hey, wait, slow down, wait a minute. I understand you're upset, but let's just take a second here. Are you getting any of that from the people who you're expressing your issues to in your marriage? Is any of that coming about in your marriage? Love. I, I mean, well, here's, I mean, really. Are they, are they telling you, are they, are they, um, do you ever feel correction? Do you feel any conviction? I mean, if there's if you give if you're asking somebody, your husband is um is cheating on you, what should you do? Um what is what's the advice that is given to you in concerns of that? Are they telling you to uh seek counsel? Are they Here's the big one. Hey, are they taking you back to God? Are they going taking you to God? We have to, that's the big one. In any of your advice that they have given you, have they redirected you back to the one that created the union, back to the one who knows you better than yourself, back to the one who knows your husband better than himself, back to the one who knows the keys for the breakthrough to yourself. Have they redirected you? Have they said, hey, you need to pray about this. Hey, let's pray together about this. Hey, let's, um, 
Hey, um, there's a, um, why, why don't you go to your pastors? Hey, have you sought counseling from the church? Have, ha, have you gotten any of that advice from anybody that you have spoken to in concerns of your marriage? And if you have not, then um, that seemed, that's a check in my spirit because that just lets me know that something is off and you need to now go to God and really seek God and ask God how you want to handle this particular person and concerns of them having access to your marriage and the depths of a marriage. You see, marriage is two people who have been created one. And as we've discussed before, you have two people from two different walks of life who have struggled with two different things, may have had two different types of traumas, and God knows them very well. And if you're receiving counsel from someone who is one-sided, who is biased, who's really just based it, basing it off of what you have going on, then we have a problem and you really need to take it to God. And you really need to see God. You really need to repent and ask God to open your eyes. Ask God to show you who to go to. And, and truthfully, ask God to be your first and let God not even let God be your first counsel. Who That's what God always wanted for you anyways. Okay, this is important. Now, that is why it's important to pray. You want to pray about everyone in your life. Everyone that has access to you and your husband and your children, you want to keep them in prayer. You know, as a Christian, it is our responsibility to pray for people. That is what our responsibility is. We have to pray. You know, you intercede for others. You pray for those. (laughs) That's that's the responsibility of a believer in Christ. We're winning souls. You want to pray for them. And so if you have anybody and then when you have people in your life, you want to pray for them. And when you do that, trust me when I say their hearts and and how God wants you to handle them will come. They, they sound, God will give you the instructions and will show you to come because there are some people who are genuinely good people. They may just have, you know, a little something, you know, and no one's perfect, but God will show you what to pray for them, how to, to pray, um, how to handle them in prayer. Um, there's, and there's some people who are wolves in sheep's clothing. And you don't know because you don't pray about them and they're just roaming free, wrecking havoc behind the scenes and potentially in your face. So you want to pray about everyone that is in your life. And we're going to go narrow it down. Specifically, if you have been speaking about your husband, about your children, about your marriage, about any issues that you may have in your marriage, about yourself as a wife, you want to you want to definitely pray about them because the last thing you want to do is be out of order and error because you're taking the advice of someone that God never ordained for you to take advice from. That is very important. Very important. They should, your, your, your sound wise counsel, you are blessed when you have wise counsel. You are blessed. Proverbs chapter 19, verses 20 to 21, it actually says, listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will uh, that will stand. So the Lord's counsel will stand. What's the key in that? We're keeping people out of business, but we're accepting the counsel that has been given to us from the Lord. You know, from the Lord, <laughs> it's important. It is important. You want to make sure you you are getting counsel that has that is given to you by God. 
You go, and it's not to be paranoid, but it is to go to God and it is to check, okay, what's the fruit of me going to this person? What has happened? Has my marriage changed for the better? Have I seen great changes in my husband or has it changed for the worse? Have I been going to, have I been led to God or have I been led to this person or have I been led to worldly principles? See, the Lord's counsel will stand. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise. So you count the God's counsel imparts wisdom. So if God called you to listen to somebody and concerns of your marriage, there is a wisdom that God has placed in them for your marriage. And that's the person you want to speak to. That's the person you want to hear from. However, God has called you to deal with this person. That is who you want to deal with. Because they have the special anointing of wisdom that is made for your marriage. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel will stand. So that means that if you're getting counsel from God, from the God, the God, if you're getting counsel from the per- the people that God has chosen for you, then you better understand the wisdom and that they've imparted in you that will stand the test. So you, you, you test the spirits, you, that will stand the test. If God's counsel has told you to do something that, and, and, um, that has been, if, if you have, if God has redirected you to a, directed you to a person or a couple, whomever, right? A person after God's own heart to give you counsel for your marriage, then you better understand that that advice that they've given you will stand and it will come correct and you will see the blessed fruit of that counsel. So what does that mean? That means that if if your godly counsel, if you ca- if you say, well, you know, I don't. And this is just an example here, right? But let's say you went to counsel. Um, let's say you went to the counsel. Let's say you went to your wise counsel, your God ordained counsel, your godly counsel. Let's get into that. And you say, hey, um, you know. My husband, for some reason, he hasn't like, you know, he wasn't liking your food. You know, you you were, you know, he, he just keeps complaining about your food. Right. And then the council tells you. Let's say he just, you know, the count, let's say he's been complaining about your food. Not that he doesn't, maybe not that he doesn't like it, but maybe he keeps, he's tired of you making the same thing or he's tired of you, of what you're making. And, you know, he just doesn't want to deal with it. And let's say your, excuse me, let's say your counsel says, okay, we'll begin. So, um, y'all go into prayer because, you know, if it's godly counsel, they're going to go into prayer. Um, let's say they say, you know what, why don't, you know, why don't you begin to order food? Why don't you get, begin to order food? Why don't you begin to do that for a while? Um, maybe even for like a week. And so that he can have a different variety of food. This is from the godly council, right? Then you do that. And all of a sudden he's like, hun, I miss your, you know, I miss your rice and beans. I miss your chicken. I miss your um, turkey. I miss your um, salads. I miss them. I can't wait for you to make them again. See the, so no matter, so when God's counsel gives you counsel, it will stand. Now let's say the same exact thing is given to the counsel of the, un, is given from the counsel of the ungodly, meaning the person or the people who God never told you to, to tell your marital business about. Oh, let's say it's given to them, right? What happens? What happens? All of a sudden, the same situation. 
Except for the response from your husband may be, why are you spending money like this? Why are you wasting money? What's going on? That's not, I never asked you to do this. See, because that's not, that may not have been what God told you to do. But when it's counsel from the godly, the, the godly, the one that God has ordained to speak to you, it concerns of you as a wife or as, as a marital couple that God has ordained to speak into you and your husband's life, then you understand that, that the counsel, the, the, um, the counsel will stand. What the words, the advice that they've given you will stand. Understand that <laughs> it will stand, meaning you can trust in knowing that when you go to the council that was ordained by God, you can test the fruit of it because you will see great progress and you will see progress and movement and concerns of your marriage and concerns of you as a wife. It's important. It's very important. I love that word important. <laughs> I say it all the time. I can't help it. But it is. Now, here's, here's how we will test to see if they are ungodly or wicked counsel, right? Usually, they won't take their own advice. That's another way to judge the fruit. Do they even take their own advice? You can have people saying, you know, you need to get a prenup. Remember, this is for my fiancés too. Right. The ones that are courting. You need to get a prenup. OK. Do you have a prenup? The, the, no, I don't have a prenup. So you're giving counsel. You're telling someone to get, you know, they usually don't take their own advice. Um, you know, let's say, for instance, um, your husband's having a tough day or something's going on with him. And he kind of like gets upset with you and gets a little snarky with you in front of this particular person, this, um, this wicked counsel. Um. You, they, you may get hit with a girl. You're going to let them talk to you like that? You shouldn't let them talk to you like that. You shouldn't let them do that. But then around their husbands, they are meek. <laughs> super meek, super silent. You know, you probably don't even be around their husbands like that. You know, they keep it real separate and distant. You know, they don't play that when it comes to their husband. But they'll give you all the advice in the world. Um, it concerns of what you should be doing. You everything, every advice you've given, it almost seems as though your marriage is getting worse and worse. That is wicked counsel. That is wicked counsel. Now, obviously, the danger of that is that can lead to divorce. I mean, just period. <laughs> that can lead to divorce. That's it. Wicked counsel is sent from the devil himself because he does not like marriage. And so he wants to break marriage. The devil wants nothing more for a marriage to um, end in a, a divorce, for a house to be divided. Because obviously, you know, if a house is divided, it cannot stand. And the house needs to be able to stand up against the wiles of the devil. So in order for that, to, in order for the devil to, um, get into, um, to get into that house and to destroy it, wise counsel will be sent. So that is the dangers of that. Now, here's another side, right? This is, while this is still not what God, this is still not the counsel ordained by God, you may have people who are genuinely good people. They are genuinely good people. They are genuinely good people. They are anointed. They are, they love God. They are, they are filled with the Holy Ghost. They, they are, they love God. They, they have a wonderful family. They, I mean, really, if you could check off everything and it would be like, that's the person to go to. But they may not have the grace or the wisdom or knowledge from God to give you any advice. 
They may not have the grace to do so. It doesn't make them a bad person, but that may not be the lane and the anointing in which God has called them to. And Or you may not be the marriage that God has called them to. That just happens. See, you have to remember every marriage is different. Their marriage may be different from yours. Their husband may be different from yours. Their lifestyle may be different from yours. But that's why it's important to take... um to go to God as your first counselor, as your first counsel, so that God will direct you to the people or person who is actually the person for you, who are the people, the couple, the people for you that will help you and your husband usher into new levels and dimensions in your marriage in God. See, if they're not if they're good people, right? If they love God, they're Christians, they're good people. You have seen them respect their husbands. You have seen them as a couple respect each other. Um, and yet they're not the people for you. That means if they give you counsel and it, it may not be from God. And what does that make it if it's not from God? It's ungodly. It may be from flesh, from their own experiences, from how they handle things. That's not of God. You see how that works? So it doesn't always mean that the person has wicked intent, but it could mean that that person really does not have the authority or the grace to speak into your life, to speak into your marriage. They may be great people to get advice to, get advice from, excuse me, uh, for business. That doesn't mean that they're the same people you go to in concerns of your marital woes. Marriage is real. Marriage is a, marriage is not a game. Marriage is something that, um, as you know, if you are a wife, you know very you know firsthand that it is something that you have to continually be on guard. As we spoke about last week, when we talked about Nehemiah four, there was guards day and night. You have to be on your post in your marriage. So there's no room to have ungodly counsel. Um. Let's say the person is a good person. Let, you know, one of the things that I, I always say is that you want to be very careful when it comes to speaking about your husband to other people. This is important. Um, I know this very well. Everybody's husband is not the same. So if you have a husband who is um, a little more aggressive, who is more stern, who's, you know, who may not be um who who's who's aggressive who's not who's stern who's um who who kind of wants th- things their done their way you can't if the person's not ordained by God to give you counsel and you go to this person who do this uh, this wife right who has a husband who's laid back who's gentle who kind of lets her kind of do what she really wants to do who kind of lets her kind of really run, handle a lot of stuff in the house you there she's not if she's not ordained by God to give you counsel she's not going to give you the sound counsel you need for the type of husband that you have it gets very deep everybody's marriage is different everyone is different if if your husband let's say you she's a wife and she's rich she's wealthy and she has maids and she has not or let's say her husband loves to clean and your husband doesn't let's say he like I said you have a hardcore husband who does not like to clean he actually expects his wife to clean right he expects that the 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 I'm not say, well, let me be, let me just continue what I'm saying is is that 
if that's what he expects, you cannot truly expect, and, and God has not ordained this person to give you advice, then the advice she'll give you and how to handle, how to deal with him and concerns of how he wants you to clean will not be, it won't, it won't stand. In fact, it may cause, it may cause arguments and discord. It's important to remember that. Um, if you have a, if she, if you're given, if you're, you have a person, a wife who, um, you know, stay is a stay at home mom. He actually prefers his, for his wife to be at home and tend to the kids and take care of the kids. And she actually might be really okay with that. And she might, you know, really love that. But your husband wants you to work and he, it's, you know, he's into women that he like thinks that you need to be a go getter or something, you know, whatever. That means that. And she's not ordained by God to give you counsel. That means that the advice she's giving you in concerns of that issue is ungodly. And so if you're and so when we go back to Psalms one, verse one, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. That means you're not. That's a that's a curse. That's actually cursing your marriage. Because sometimes when you go to people and usually it's friends. You know, friends who love you, friends who don't, you know, let's just be honest. But the ones that love you, that they don't, they're not wicked. They don't have wicked intent, but because they're not ordained to, they're not ordained to give you advice because they are speaking out of flesh, meaning their own experiences, their own feelings, how they feel about the situation. Um, you can better believe that that's a problem that, 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 that can put a curse on your marriage. And what that does also is that puts them in a place to sin. Sometimes, you know, when you have someone to, you know, I was just speaking about this to somebody. When you have some, when you, you know, I read an article a few, uh, uh, maybe a year or two back. And this couple, they spoke and they said, it is important that you don't tell everybody your business, including your parents. Because if you tell them your business, you know, they don't, they love you. They, you know, you tell you, you run to your friends, you run to your, your parents, you run to your cousins, you know, you run to your siblings, you tell them what's going on with your marriage, with your spouse, with your husband. Um, you tell them what's going on. They are, they may not be equipped to handle um, what's really going on because as we know, there are, there are times when marriage can get ugly. And so can they handle the ugly when they love you so much? And so when you tell, when you do this, and so when you do this, and this is real, and God gave me, I thank God for this revelation, is that you are placing them in a place to be attacked. Because what, what happens? What do they do? What do they do? You're placing them in a, see, okay, then you're placing them in the position they could potentially be so in discord in your marriage. Whereas if there if, if your husband is doing something and someone loves you, the advice that they may be giving you may be pure out of emotion and anger because they're upset that your husband has hurt you. And you're running to them out of carelessly carelessly because there's because once again we have to we, their self-control was not practiced, that you're running to them carelessly and they're embracing you carelessly and they're saying things about your husband carelessly, and that opens to the door for the very a demonic attack and accusations against their life that should have never been there in the first place. 
You see, when you go to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 17 and 19, I didn't do um, chapter 18, but chapter 17 and 19, it says, there are six things that the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. And we're going to jump straight to um, verse 19, um, Proverbs 6, chapter 17. And now we're jumping to verse 19. And it says, a false witness who speaks lies and, and one who sows discord among the brethren. God hates God hates that. He hates that that so he hates discord being sowed among the brethren. So you're going to someone who God never ordained for you to go to. And I'm not even talking about the wicked ones who are sent from hell. I'm talking about, you know, it is what it is. I'm talking about the ones who are sitting there minding their business. And because you don't practice self-control and because you have not put God first, you decided to run to somebody out of your own carelessness, out of wanting to be maybe validated, out of wanting to hear that you're right, out of wanting someone to comfort you and now you're running to them telling you the things that your husband did whether he was wrong or not you are opening up the door for attack for the person who you are going to because if they're a good person and let's say for instance your husband um let's say he got mad and um i don't know you know, broke some furniture in the house that's anger that's it's not saying that it's not a good thing here i'm not saying that I'm, and I want to be very, you know, I want to, to I want to be clear about that, that I'm not saying, oh, just, you know, the, the examples that I use, it doesn't make the husband right. But you do need sound, wise counsel from God that that's ordained by God. So let's say he does that and then you're so upset. You're, you know, you may be fearful. You may be scared and you run straight into the arms of your mother, or straight into the arms of your sister, or straight into the arms of your your best friend and they're like oh no i'm tired of him he i can't believe he did that girl you need to stay here don't don't go back to that house do not do that he i have a problem with him i'm gonna call him right now he should never do that what you know don't um you don't ever let nobody do that to you you need to call the police you need to do this you know you're that what do you think is happening to them judgment the potential to be judged you think satan loves them no <laughs> He wants just as much as he wants your life to be ruined. He wants their lives to be ruined as well. You know, sometimes when it comes to certain episodes, I can get real calm or I can get real tense, aggressive. It's just a matter of how the Holy Ghost is using me in in that moment. But that's this is real because there are a lot of women, truthfully, who run to man, who meaning who run to people, who run to people about their problems, who was never ordained by God to begin with, to help them with their problems. And so in doing that, they're creating danger. One. By opening the wrecking havoc, that the person could really be on an assignment from hell and wrecking havoc in their marriage and making it causing their marriage to get worse and worse. Um, uh, also, uh, they could be making opening up a door for attack to the person they're going to. God, God gives us, God did not leave us here to be isolated on this earth. We have God and we go to God first. That's important. And you'll be amazed when you go to God first, the comfort that you'll receive and God, but God also gave us counsel on this earth, but you need to check in with God who your counsel is. 
See, there are people who come to me and concerns of their marriage and it don't matter what they got going on. I, I, Hey, whoa, let's take a second. Let me remove my flesh up out of this situation so that I can hear what's really going so I can hear what's going on and we can take this to prayer. You know, it's some because it doesn't make the situation any better. It can be the situation can be super bad. The situation can be downright um, distasteful, disgusting. But at the same time, you want to make sure that the person God has ordained for you to take counsel from. You want I mean, you want to make sure that you're 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 going to the person, excuse me, that God has ordained you to take counsel from. You see, that is one of that is why it's so important to keep people out of your business. Minus the count, the godly count, the counsel from God. That's why it's important to not just talk about your marriage to any and everybody. It makes it a little different. It makes it a little, you know, it gives more clarity and more insight on it. Right. Because, you know, you know that, you know, we always know that, you know, doing so could, um, you know, cause people to, you know, it can open the door for people to to judge you or open the door for people to um look down upon you but now you're you're getting that yeah and it actually can open the door for them to get hit with an accusation from the devil it can open the door for them to get hit with judgment it can open the door for them to get hit with backlash that they 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 should have never gotten it can open the door to block them from something that from a blessing it can open the door for these people as well just because you decided you wanted to out of um, lacking with um, I'm not using self-control when it runs to someone who never had the, the grace to deal with what you had going on. And because God judges us all each, that person also, yes, that person should know to that to know better, but it's important. That person should know better, right? But that still doesn't take away from the fact that you went to them in the first place. They should have, yes, they should have had the wisdom enough to know to say, hey, girl, I, I don't know. Pray, You got to go to God and pray. I'm going to pray for you, but I don't, I don't feel, you know, I don't know what to say. But not everybody has that level of discernment. Not everybody is that in tune with God. Um, people, some people uh, have not even yet been saved. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be saved. It just means that they may not be there yet. Um, and, and you opening that dangerous door of ha- allowing, uh, you know, of having them so discord in your marriage opens the door for them to be attacked. So just let that be a fresh reminder um, of the importance of taking the advice of going to God first and seeking God and allowing God to show you who your wise counsel is and allowing God to bring them to you. You know, it's, it's super important. Allow God to do that. Um, another danger, right? And, and, and also, yeah, I wanted to go back to, you know, them not taking their own advice. They're not, them not taking their own advice, you know, for, I'm talking about the, going back to the council of now that we really went in about the council of the ungodly, but going to the council of the wicked, you know, they're not taking their own advice. There's a verse um, Matthew, Matthew chapter 23, verse four, where Jesus was speaking about, um, the Pharisees, but really it also, what I love about the Bible is that it's so, I mean, it's the word of God, you know, and it's so lively that it, you get so much different revelations from it. And so this particular part was Matthew chapter 23, verse four, where Jesus said, for they bind heavy burdens, 
hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. So when you get, so what that means is that the, they will put heavy burdens on men, on people and, and put it on their shoulders to carry, but won't even help them with it. So you have people, um, wicked counsel who will call, tell you to do something. And then when you're in a rut, they don't know what to tell you. And when now you have taken their counsel and now you have completely just gone, um, now it completely kind of ruined and, and through a monkey wrench and whatever plan that God has for you. And now you find yourself, um, just kind of stressed out and they're like, Hey, don't know what to tell you. Gotta go. Bye. Not offering to pray for you, not offering to be there for you, or even worse, decide to give you even worse counsel and have you going down and down further down a rabbit hole. You know, um, also the dangers of people in your business, it opens the door for, it can open the door for jealousy. When you have ungodly people, excuse me, when you have ungodly counsel in your life, when you have ungodly counsel is what I meant to say in your life, that opens the door for jealousy. It does. Jealousy is a, it's a dangerous demon. You'll be surprised who will be jealous of you. They can have with on on materialist on paper more than you but they can still be jealous imagine you go into someone who God has never ordained for you to go to in concerns of your marriage and you say to them I'm just so you know I I'm I'm you know I'm just so upset you know my husband he um you know, he hasn't been acting right you know he doesn't you know when it comes to taking with the children um he he's not helping me with the children like he used to. You know, we used, it's a partnership thing. And lately, this past week, I've been feeling uncomfortable. Instead of helping me five days out the week, he's only helped me, you know, three days out the week with the children. And you know, he only you know we he takes the children to get ice cream every you know Saturday. And this Saturday, he missed it. I, it's something in my spirit that's not right about this. I feel uncomfortable. What do you think could be happening? Right? This is just an example. Now, when you go to somebody who God has never ordained for you to go to, it can open the door for jealousy. And what happens then? Maybe they could have potentially just heard in their own marriage, their husband does nothing with the children. In their own marriage, their husband's barely even home. In their own marriage, their husband don't even spend time with them like that unless it's for intimacy. So what they heard from you is blah, 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 blah. Your husband takes care of the kids. Blah, 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 blah. Your husband, um, actually, y'all actually do things as a family. They could have like millions of dollars and you not, and they will still be jealous. And that can open the door for them to give wicked counsel on purpose just out of pure jealousy because the enemy, they have already struggled with jealousy. You don't know. Now, every time you know if someone struggles with jealousy or whatever demonic um, whatever de demonic spirit they may have going on that will really be a hindrance to your marriage. These are all serious um, gems. These are all serious things that I've mentioned. So that is why it's so important to keep people out your business and only allow those who God has called to be in your business when it comes to your marriage and truthfully when it comes to every area of your life. Seek God first in everything that you do. Seek God first with who, with everyone that is in your life, everyone that has access to you. Seek God about them and, God, and allow God and ask God to place them in your life where they belong. You know, it's so important.
So important to do that. Ask God to do that. Place them in every where they belong. Um, so yeah, that's it really. I we I think we we covered it all. Keep people out your business. It don't matter if they're a friend. If they have if God did not call them to be um you know, to be counseled, then you should not be running to them. If you and your husband got into a severe argument and you're just, and you're, and you're filled with so much emotion that you don't know what to do next, next, they might not be that person for you. It's not to say that you can't hang out with your friends. I want to be clear about that, but it is to say that you remember that marriage is sacred and that marriage is ordained by God. And it's something that the enemy attacks and you know that you're supposed to be keeping your guard up. And you know that pray about everyone, seek God about everyone including me including your girl seek God about me please and I mean that (laughs) please seek God about me anyone who you listen to um and and concerns of any area in your life you want to seek God about it whether you know them personally personally or not whether you know whether you just listen to their podcast or their YouTube or go wherever you want to seek God about Everyone that is in your life that God has ordained to be in your life, seek God about everyone. And I guarantee I guarantee you will get an answer. And the answer may not always be audible, but then you will find maybe you'll find yourself getting closer to one person and being drawn to someone else. You'll find that when you start speaking to one person, when it's time to talk about certain things, you, you'll feel like a check like, oh, no, mm, mm, you know, hey, girl, I'll call you back or, oh, how's everything going? Instead of saying, girl, let me tell you, but like, oh, it's going OK. It's going good. Glory to God. By the grace of God, everything is doing well. Instead of saying, everything is doing well, but you know, I was thinking about doing this and this for my husband, or I was thinking about, um, you know, he didn't do this or this. So I was just kind of wor- wonder- wondering about that. The conversations will change for those who God, ha- who God has not um, ordained to speak into your life and speak into your marriage. Very important. And I hope that this... Um, I hope this message blessed you. I hope that for everybody, my hope, my prayer is for that everybody who um, may have done this ignorantly, um, done this out of soul emotions. I pray that this is um, put you back. And, you know, I pray that this really gives you a conviction to go to God and repent and to seek God. Um, And I'm going to pray right now. You know, I don't play that. (laughs) So, uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, God. I thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. God, we just come before your throne of grace through Christ Jesus, giving you all the glory, honor, and praise. We thank you, God, for being a loving God, a merciful God, a patient God. We thank you, Father, for even despite flaws, even despite mistakes, that your mercy endures forever, that you have still blessed us and that you have kept us from harm. Even when we've spoken out of turn, even we've spoken to the wrong people, even when people have spoken against us because of the words that we have given them and they used it as as arrows that you still blocked it for us in the realms of the spirit thank you lord even when people have spoken out to other people in our marriage causing people to speak against our marriage to try to curse our marriage you still turned that curse into a blessing thank you lord i thank you god for what you are doing for every person at the sound of my voice in the name of jesus god i thank you god that every wicked intent ceases and desists in the name of jesus i thank you that every 
desire of the wicked shall perish in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for dealing with the heart issues, dealing with the matters of our heart, dealing with the errors and placing us back onto the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. God, we repent for any time we have spoken out against our marriage, spoken out against our husbands, spread discord, sowed seeds of discord into other marriages and relationships, God, out of brokenness, God. I, we repent right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, Lord, to have mercy for my soul and the souls of everyone at the sound of my voice in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I thank you, God, that you are a great restorer. I thank you that you are a great redeemer. I thank you, God, that you can. You are the God that restores the years that the canker worms and the palmer worms and the locusts have eaten. I thank you, God, that you have the, you can restore the marriages, that you are restoring marriages um, at the, of, of, the, of the marriages at the sound of my voice. I thank you, God, for moving mightily on the behalf of these marriages, God. I thank you for setting order and correction divine order and correction and i ask you god to to place boundaries up in the lives of the people at the sound of my voice that they will that that um correction and order will set place and that they will um they will not go past the grace of of the the relationship that you have placed in in their lives of anyone that is in their life in the name of jesus i plead the blood of jesus over the marriages that you have ordained god and i pray god that you bless them abundantly i thank you for the path they are on god i pray that you will give them the Holy Spirit power of conviction to repent for anything God that may have been held up against them anything God that they need to go to you intimately about God in their own private time God I thank you for doing so for the heart of uh, a heart of repentance produces fruit and God we thank you for godly fruit we thank you for blessed harvest we thank you God we repent father for all things that we have done that was detestable God we pray God that you would do a mighty deliverance and excel your angels and strength to the to everyone at the sound of my voice to deliver us from all wickedness and evil god we thank you for nullifying every and evil desire god we're destroying it now in the name of jesus god we pray god wherever we have fallen short wherever there's a weakness god we pray god that you will stand in the gap for us god and be our strength god we pray the, that the blood of jesus will destroy every demonic intent every demonic characteristic every dysfunctional habit we pray that it is destroyed exposed and destroyed we thank you you who said confess our sins and you will cleanse us from all righteousness god we thank you for cleansing us from all, from all unrighteousness in the mighty name of jesus and we seal this prayer with the blood of jesus and before I do, God, I just want to, I just feel this. I want to pray for the hearts of those, God, that is on the phone, God. Those who are really going in, that are in the midst of a storm in their marriage, and they don't know who to turn to. They they feel the conviction, Lord, but they don't know who to turn to because the, everyone, they just don't know. God, I pray that you will be the calm in their storm, that you will be the peace. Let your perfect shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, overtake them. Comfort them, Lord. Wrap them in your pavilion, Lord. Remind them whose they are, which is yours, that they are your children, God. And you love them, God, and nothing can separate their love from you. Wherever they have felt like they have been forsaken, remind them that you are not a God that should disappoint. You are not a God that should lie. You are a promise keeper, Lord. I pray, God, that you will soften the hearts of those wherever there has been hardness in the hearts of those at the sound of my voice because of life because of um things wickedness because of things that has happened to them god 
soften their hearts, God. Replace their hearts of stone with a heart of flesh, God. Let the Christ-like heart enter into them, Lord. Abide in them, Lord. Holy Ghost, I, we welcome you into our lives and into this podcast, Lord. We welcome you into the hearts of those on the, that's at the sound of my voice, Lord. Receive them, O oh Lord. Remember them, O oh Lord. Deal with them, O oh Lord. Have mercy upon them, O oh Lord. Save them from themselves, Lord, where there is despondency and despair, God. I pray that you will deliver them from evil, God. Excel your angels, God, to remove that from them, Lord. All that is which that is not according to your will, whatever you have not called them to go through, Lord. I pray, God, that you will deliver them from it and deliver them from anything that which that which would have caused it. In the name of Jesus, God. Wherever there has been every accusation that it was that is up against them to destroy their life, to sift them. God, I pray that the blood of Jesus will speak on their behalf, God, and that you will save them from themselves, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, O Lord. We give you all the glory, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Amen. 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 Woo. God, I God, I thank you. I thank you for the women that is on this call. I thank you for the women that is on this um, episode. I thank you for the women that are listening, for the men that are listening, for the marriages, who, the couples who are listening together. I thank you that even if people were listening out of um, spite or with ill intent, God, that you will change their heart in the name of Jesus and they will get the healing that they need in the name of Jesus. I thank you for loving your children and I thank you for caring about the souls, God. I thank you that you will rescue the souls from destruction and despair in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, guys. <laughs> Ooh, that was God is good, y'all. God, God is good. You know, it's nothing like knowing God is for us. It's nothing like knowing God is with us. It's nothing like knowing that. You know, when we sometimes because we're not perfect, you know, and God never expected us to be. But God loves us so much that he will send order and correction and things that we've done. And sometimes we don't realize that it's, um, you know, that big of a deal. But then God will show us, no, it really is a big deal. So I just thank God for I just excuse me. I just thank God for what he has done for us. I, I thank God. I thank God. Um. God is amazing. And I just, so before we end, <laughs> before we end, I do want to say a prayer for those who have not accepted um, Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Um, I definitely, if you have not, if you have not, or if you feel like, if you feel a pressing your spirit, maybe you felt like you have, but you feel God leading you to do it again. I just want you to say this um, prayer with me. And I am going to, mm, I'm going to say the prayer and just repeat after me. Uh, Dear God, I know that I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I confess my complete helplessness to forgive my own sin or to work my way to heaven. At this moment, I trust Christ alone as the one who bore my sin when he died on the cross. I believe that he did all that will ever be necessary for me to stand in your holy presence. I thank you that Christ was raised from the dead as a guarantee of my own resurrection. As best as I can, 
I now transfer my trust to him. I am grateful that he has that he has promised to receive me despite my many sins and failures. Father, I take you at your word. I thank you that I can face death now that you are my savior. Thank you for the assurance that you will walk with me through the deep valley. Thank you for hearing this prayer. And I accept Christ as Lord and Savior over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I'm excited for you all. And I just seal this all with the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. And I will speak. To, I will. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll check back in next week. But before I do, don't forget to share, comment, like, subscribe. Um, if this has blessed you and anybody came to you as this word was going, please, please, please share it with them. Allow it to bless them. Allow it to save their marriage. <laughs> their courtship, you know, um, allow it to, um, correct anything that they may be going through, you know, let it bless them. And I am so excited. You, I actually have social media now. <laughs> you can catch me on, um, Instagram at wifely wisdom one. So the number one wifely wisdom one, the number one. And also I have a Facebook pay group, um, wifely wisdom. And I also have a Twitter, Wifely Wisdom One. So definitely check it out. Um, and I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited. I can't wait to speak to you again next week. Alrighty, follow me. I can't wait. Oh, and if you have any prayer requests, any concerns of any kind, feel free to email me at wifelywisdom1 at gmail.com. Any testimonies, feel free. Any any um, great updates, feel free to email me at wifelywisdom1, the number one, <laughs> at gmail.com. All right. Take care, guys. And remember, I love y'all in real life <laughs> and with the love of the Lord. <laughs> Bye.